Welcome to the Encounters Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Dopp, and on each episode, you will hear powerful stories of one-on-one evangelization, brought to you as a collaboration between Mission of the Redeemer Ministries and Genesis Mission, the Encounters Podcast will encourage you in the Catholic faith, inspire you as a missionary disciple, and equip you to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. Welcome to the Encounters Podcast. Father John, it's good to be with you today. Hello, Michael. Good to be with you as well. Great. Well, we're excited to start recording some more episodes for Season 2. You and I haven't had a chance to discuss Encounters for several months now. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what God has been doing. You've had a very busy summer and a busy fall with lots going on in parish life, with Genesis Mission, with traveling around, doing various missions. And I know that good fruit has been born from it. You indicated to me that you wanted to share a encounter that you had while you were off on a training session. That's right, Michael. Yes, um, in a different part of the, of the country, training up uh, a number of people in, in task of encounters and, and, and mission work. So... We were doing outreach in the city and we were paired up with other the ones we were training. So uh, we just had quite a good conversation uh, with a young lady who was having a, a lunch break. She was a chef in a restaurant having a lunch break and a cigarette. That was a good encounter, but literally the length of her cigarette. <laughs> when, when that was gone, a few more minutes, and then she went. But uh, we it's too bad she wasn't smoking a cigar. You could have had a longer conversation. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I have to keep them in my back pocket. But, um, so we, we moved on, and, and we came to this little kind of junction in the in the, the shopping mall, as you'd call it. And uh, we're thinking, shall we go left or right? So we kind of stopped, and we were looking which way should we go. And someone came up to us and said, "Are you lost?" <laughs> which was, "Oh, okay." Lord, what's, what's happening here in a nice way? So we got talking to this person, very friendly, uh, very helpful. And uh, we actually then, apropos of that, just said, well, no, we're not lost. We're, we're just meeting people and we're doing what we call personal belief surveys. And the conversation rapidly kind of um, went in a positive direction. And we started talking about faith, etc., cetera, um, and life. Uh, so in one sense, this person encountered us, but it got things started conversation started and was going well like I say a very friendly person very very talkative uh, very congenial you probably know from the past uh, personal belief set surveys five simple questions and you, it's very much about focusing on the person and listening to them without going into the detail of that I just want to say that we, we discovered this man had a Catholic past but was quite lapsed from his faith but again in the conversation that ensued and uh, it was this conversation is flowing freely. Uh, he'd been to Lourdes many years ago. Quite often, a lot, lot of young people in, in our country do get to go to, to Lourdes as maybe as a helper, etc. He'd been to Lourdes himself um, and mentioned that. So we could see he had a, a little bit of a, a Catholic pedigree there. But he was quite vague on his belief and, and quite lapsed as he was presenting himself to, to us at this time. But in the course of a conversation, he mentioned this word manifestation. He had a manifestation. So as always, it's like, if you don't know what it means, make sure you ask. So I said, slow down on that. Well, what do you mean a manifestation? You know, because uh, it can conjure up anything in, in, in someone's mind, can't it? And he took time then to explain what he meant by that. A few years ago, he wanted to meet some friends socially on, on, in a pub, and he hadn't turned up um, and just felt let down. And 
he actually said a little prayer, like, okay, God, you know, I feel let down and, and you know, I need a bit of help. Now, as it was, before the night was out, he met someone and they struck up a good conversation and that person became a friend of his. So that's what he called a manifestation, which is an interesting word to use, but not one that you, people would regularly use. Right, right. I, we kind of then use this to kind of say, well, you call that a manifestation. We, we, we just feel that you had you offered a prayer to God and he answered your prayer. You know, it's as simple as that. That, that gave us a platform then to say that, you know, when we feel really down and, and, and empty and, and a little bit, you know, lost with everything, you know, God does hear our prayer. You know, God is real. And then, again, that became a platform then for expanding a little bit and sharing with him our sense of who we believe God is. He, he is real. He's, he's listening to us. He's, a, he's aware of the detail of our lives, uh, that he's personal. You know, he's not just vague. And he wants to, to intervene in our lives when we give him the opportunity. So he acknowledged this and, and he opened up then a little bit more because he, I think he, he liked what we were saying to him, the explanation we were giving. And quite often we talk of, for what people say, you kind of have to help join up the dots of what they say a little bit, uh, piece it together for them because they're not necessarily seeing it themselves. And that's always handy anyway, isn't it? To have like an outside party doing that for you. So yeah, he kind of opened up a bit more and, and mentioned that he had over the years, and you're talking a good number of years, thought of coming back to the church and, and coming back to the practice of his, his faith. Some time back, a priest, he'd have a conversation with a priest and the priest said, well, good way to start is, is to go to church and, and have your confession, you know, have, you, have your confession heard. Somehow, again, although the priest said that, he didn't maybe make it that practical in the moment. Uh, and therefore, the moment went by, another few years had gone by. Now, Part of the mission that we were doing that day, we were also having an open church that night where we'd invite people off the street to come in, light a candle, say a prayer, etc. We told him about that and we said, it'd be great if you could come along. And he was interested, but he was, he, had, he was actually on his way to work and he wasn't sure he'd finished work in time. We were, we were having to close up the church at nine o'clock. That's the arrangement we have with the, the parish priest that we were working with. And he said, I might be able, hopefully, be able to make it just before we close. So anyway, we had our open church, and as always, you know, we, we love doing the, the open church, inviting people in, such a variety of people. This church was was in the heart of the, the city centre, and that was good in itself. But then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, wonder this guy's going to turn up. And so 20 minutes to go, still not there, time's getting short. 8.59. Uh, 8.59. This guy comes in. And it's like, wow, you know, it's like a real kind of, that's cutting it short, but that's good enough. You know, we think the 11th hour and all this stuff. And again, he was glad he'd made it. We, I was delighted to see him. And I simply said, do you remember you said about confession some time back? What about doing it now? He just said, yes. Oh, so off we went. Awesome. Did a confession, all sorted. And then um, in a lovely kind of quiet way, he said, does this mean then that I can come back to, to Mass and just and receive Holy Communion now? I said, yeah. I said, that's it. You know, uh, <laughs> it's easier than we think. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is like I say, the, the, the power of confession, that especially when people got their background with the faith, etc. They know what it is. They know what they've got to do. 
the power of the sacrament and the instantness of, of God's mercy and forgiveness. You know, you just need a winning heart. And I was a beautiful kind of almost like finale to what, what we were doing that day and, and the training up of these these people on, on, on mission. You can imagine what they think as well, because they've been introduced to this whole world of encounter and the, the Holy Spirit guiding our conversations and preparing the people beforehand, even though we don't know that. And this was a, a beautiful kind of ending, really, with this. It's interesting, isn't it? There's a, there's a reading, second reading of our Sunday readings a few weeks back. And it may use the phrase, um, God is extremely patient with us, exceedingly, extremely patient with us. And now in one sense, you know, God would have been waiting for this this moment, you know, with, with this this man, you know, and this encounter to happen. Because ultimately, he's encountering the Lord, isn't it, through our, our feeble efforts. So, yeah, that was a, a lovely kind of finale, in a sense, to, to that day and the whole essence of what we were trying to put across to people in terms of if you do this step out with the Lord, listen to the Holy Spirit, pray about it beforehand, pray about it when you're doing these things, pray for the guidance of the conversation, and it all fell into place in a beautiful way. One of the things that people that leave the church often say they don't like about the church is the whole idea of confession. And I think some people think that confession is more of a barrier to the church. But I've been convinced for some time that confession is a doorway back into the church for so many people. It's such a gift and it's like we're afraid to offer it because we think it's more of a barrier than a gift. But obviously you guys had already talked about confession but then taking that opportunity and saying, we can do this right now. And the, the joy of one sinner who repents, you know, yeah. of years or maybe even for him, who knows, decades of sin and of separation from God. That in an instant, it's like, it is almost too good to believe. Like when he's like, is that it? Like, that's all that has to happen. It's like, yeah, that's, that's the way God works. God's amazing that way. Uh, you have the one advantage of being a priest father. So you can always just like, make it happen right there. It's one of those situations as well, which I'm, I'm getting more apt to doing, really, is, is reading a situation and realize, and this is where there's an incisiveness that comes into these, you grabbing a chance when you can, without being overbearing, but, but not being shy or timid about what needs to be offered. And what they've, I mean, this man already indicated some time back, you know, that it'd be mentioned to him, etc. And seizing the moment and not being timid about that. That's a, a kind of what I'm getting more used to these days because you, you're never going to see these people again. But he's, he's set up now for the rest of his life, well, hopefully. It's both seizing the moment and by making things easy and available. Like you're right, the priest in the past had said, oh, you should go back to confession. But if someone hasn't been in confession for 15 years and they think, I want to go back to confession, they may not even know how to make that happen. They may not think, well, I'll find the church online and I'll look in their bulletin and I'll find their confession times and I'll show up. They don't know the logistics of it. They don't know where to go. They're probably embarrassed because they've got a whole boatload of sin, but they may also be embarrassed because it's been so long since they've been in confession, they don't even really remember how to even go to confession. You know, they kind of have this vague notion of what it was, but if you haven't been in confession in 20 years and you've only gone three or four times, there's just so many barriers to that. So to make it as easy as possible for people just to say yes and go. It's uh, like I say, so any priest listening, like I say, don't be timid on, on offering it where, where appropriate. What did you learn from that, Father? What did you learn from that encounter that you had with him? What I, what I loved about it is sometimes, or quite often with encounters, you have a good conversation, you pray with them, but you don't quite know what else is going to happen or what when they leave you, what does happen. Whereas this is, in a sense, a, a lovely encounter in terms you, you see a point of completion there. 
almost like the, the timid way. He says, does this mean I can come back to Holy Communion now? I said, yes, you know, it's, it's that straightforward. And that's, there's a sense of completion there, the sense of you see the, the end product in a, in a powerful way. That's, that's maybe a little bit I, I learned there. And again, that, that thing of keeping the expectation up, the prayerful expectation, Obviously, this is a great experience for the people we're training up. Sometimes critics of what we do say, oh, it's all a bit fleeting. Where is this going and what's the end project? Almost like trying to quantify it. But this one was a little bit more quantifiable. Those phrases of Pope Paul VI, you know, the church exists to evangelize. The church evangelizes when it seeks to convert. And here's someone kind of converting, coming back to the faith. Job done. And, And we thank God for that. Father, that's great. Thanks be to God for the work that he did in that man's life and uh, for you being there as a priest to be able to hear his confession and bring him back into the mercy of God and into the heart of the church. So thank you, Father. Thank you, Michael. We are delighted that you joined us for the Encounters podcast. We rely on the generosity of listeners like you to be able to continue to offer this podcast and much more. But we need your assistance. Please click on the donate link in the show notes to see how you can become a monthly patron. Even $10 a month makes a big difference for us. Thank you so much.